0: Welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly podcast where we read and discuss a collection of comic books or a graphic novel. I am your favorite co-host, Alexis.
1: I'm the other co-host, Dishwater (laughs) Dow.
0: And we're missing our favoritist, Anne. I hope she has such a good vacation.
1: She is having a good vacation, and we are recording this pretty far in the past because mm-hmm. we're also gonna be on vacation.
0: Ah. Go vacations. We're going to Disneyland.
1: <laughs> we're going where to every Disneyland. more where every Mormon knows your name, Disneyland. I mm-hmm. went and saw Book of Mormon the musical this week. Oh Lord. And <clears throat>
0: Speaking of which
1: <laughs> I I think I will I'll probably it'll probably come up in the podcast, but I the part where the missionary wanted to be sent to Orlando because heaven was Disney World, Disney World. I was like <laughs> they got That's us true. they got us dead to rights right there. That is yeah, yeah. I was like I can't yeah, even they got us. I can't even have my feelings hurt because they just got us that good.
0: It's true. It's very true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The celestial kingdom is magic kingdom, the end. <laughs> send tweet
1: (laughs) but that's a semi-decent segue into what we're talking about this week because we were raised in a a religion people don't really get and has (laughs) rules that make it hard to live in normal society and we are covering miss marvel by g willow wilson And company whose names I'm pulling up because I'm a piece of crap. (laughs) So you've got G. Willa Wilson. You've got Adrian Alfona, And I really need. So an interesting thing about Miss Marvel while I am pulling this up is that Miss Marvel was definitely one of the biggest collaborative creations in recent memory. Where a lot of the time on the podcast, we talk about this writer and this artist came together to make this character. But Miss Marvel was actually the creation of the Pakistani-American editor, Sana Amanat, who wanted to see a superhero that was like her. And so she turned to the writer G. Willow Wilson, who is also a Muslim woman, and they, in collaboration created the character Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Mm. So a lot of people, G. Willow Wilson was the writer of this run. And so a lot of people credit G. Willow Wilson with the creation of Miss Marvel. But I think it's important to recognize that she co-created Miss Marvel with a talented person in Sana Amanat who shared a background with Kamala Khan. And I think a lot of that authenticity comes through in the storytelling and the writing. And that's something we can also get into but just from top to bottom the creative team on this book is astounding i have a lot to say about adrian alfona's artwork a lot about g willow wilson's storytelling a lot about sana amanat's cultural impact on the character but before we get into all of that alexis what did you think of this first trade paperback miss marvel no normal
0: It was so fun. It, like, I mean, for me, of course, you can tell, like, there's such deep roots in that cultural side that we'll get into, but it's also just really fun to see a teenager, a young girl, a young teenager going through weird changes in her body that are, like, kind of comical because it's superpowers, but also in the same time, like, she's a kid. Like, that stuff's pretty normal, per se, to, like, have a changing your life changing so quickly you feel weird you feel out of place you've got weird you feel like your family's weird you think everything basically your whole life is weird that's the if i were to to sum up being a teenager that's what it is weird but i feel like it was done in such a fun relatable way if that makes sense just to like see her growing up and trying to navigate all these things that are happening to her so quickly and I don't know. Made me, it made me chuckle a few times to see her get herself into absolute shit. And Also, shout out to her sweet, sweet dad. He is a champ.
1: I love Abu. Is,
0: Abu is a champ.
1: Because
0: oh. Ami is going to skin that girl and hang her out the window. <laughs> Relatable. I,
1: I love this comic book. Like Miss Marvel is one of the comic books that I feel like when I'm not reading it, I'm kind of like, oh, it's really good. I really like it. But when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is one of your favorite comic books of all time. Like this for whatever. No, I don't know. want to say for whatever reason. We're going to talk about why. Miss Marvel is the first comic since Ultimate Spider-Man in the early 2000s that captured Spider-Man and the magic of Spider-Man, the relatability of Spider-Man, the Kids can see themselves and they want to be like this character of Spider-Man. And it is so cool to see what the modern iteration of Spider-Man looks like as a, a South Asian young girl who is figuring out what it means to live in Jersey City, right? You had little nerdy guy with glasses from Queens looking over the bridge at Manhattan wanting to be something great. And now you have the little goofy girl who smells BLTs because she can't eat pork, but <laughs> she sure likes the smell of the bacon and looks at Manhattan from the other side of the river and wants to be something more. Like, it's it's so special, so magic. And I love this comic. I, I'm actually really glad we just read a little bit of it. We usually mm-hmm. read bigger chunks. But, like, this first trade paperback... The those first five issues especially are just perfect, Mm -hmm. and it's it's going to be fun to like dive into them.
0: Oh yeah, this definitely. I feel like this definitely having me read a little bit of it made me want to read more of it even more. If that makes sense, like I definitely am going to finish this, so I'm pretty excited.
1: It's a it's a long run, which is really cool as well because. In the era of modern comics, a lot of books don't go that long. Mm-hmm. Like a really successful book will go to like issue 20, 24, maybe. Mm-hmm. There are 60 issues of this original Miss Marvel run.
0: Wow. I thought there were like 38.
1: No, because there's a reboot because <laughs>
0: oh, there's a new number. Me.
1: There's a new number one that ends up uh, taking it all the way thing. to that is Marvel's favorite thing. Marvel. But. Something that's so special about Miss Marvel, I think, is her ability, again, like Spider-Man, to be a part of this world, but on her own and interesting enough to not be yanked into things all the time. You know, like she has her own little world with her own little side characters, and you don't have to worry about what is going on in the rest of the Marvel Universe if you want to be friends with Kamala Khan.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because... I mean, they really don't give that to you. <laughs> you don't really have the choice. They're like, no, nah, we're not going to worry about that. Thank you. But we got it.
1: So what were some of your initial thoughts about this origin of Miss Marvel? You talked about the relatability of her as a young girl whose body's changing. What did you think of like her personality, her powers, her supporting cast? What, what did these five issues do for you?
0: I... Once again, like, the first word that comes to mind is just so relatable. Like, it just is so real and I feel, like, very genuine to the young teenager experience, even just with her friends. Like, you've got the one friend that's, like, very serious in her life, which is – I want to call her Kiki, but I know that she screamed at everybody not to call her Kiki (laughs) – nakia nakia yes i was like don't call kiki that's the one rule but i only remember kiki um like very serious in her life has goals wants to just very straight shooter you know everybody's got one of those friends in their lives they have the goofy go looky friend the um bruno bruno he
1: working at the Circle well Q. what <laughs> working at the circle queue
0: yeah exactly Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> um, I just realized probably not everybody knows what 7-Eleven is. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I
1: mean, I've been to a 7-Eleven in Jordan, so I think oh, 7-Eleven's okay. got We're a pretty crazy. good 7-Eleven's got a pretty good reach.
0: Good. Everybody needs a 7-Eleven Slurpee in their life. That's all I'm gonna say. A squishy? Hate, you mean? Yes. And I hate Slurpees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't want the Atomic Raspberry squishy from. Circle Q as you sneak out of the mosque?
0: Uh, oh my gosh. No, because my best friend ratted on me and I'm in trouble. Once hm. again, there's always a friend that rats. <laughs> Don't be their friend. Oh, but no, I just, and also as a child who was caught sneaking out at a young age, it's really traumatic. And your mom does want to kill you, and your dad sometimes also wants to kill you, but for this one, he did not. He kept it together. He was the one who was feeding her cereal at 3 a.m. when she came home. So, I don't know. Oh, and then a goofy older brother. Not surprised.
1: A religious, <laughs> a goofy, religious older goofy older brother. This comic was about you. Uh, yeah, it's true. I just, I loved that. It felt so real that Kamala was not religious enough for the parents. yeah. But the older brother was too religious for the parents. I was like, that's so yes. real. Parents are so hard to please. No matter what you're doing, it ain't quite right.
0: I literally work for them and they sometimes make fun of me. They're like, Do you have enough money? I don't know. Pay me more. Bitch.
1: Christ, girl. Cress girl. Um, I really wanna get into just like how I feel like we relate to Kamala and how we like Kamala. But before I do that, I do for anyone that may not have read the book, may have watched the show and are now interested in the comic book. I, I would love to give just a quick summary of events, right? So Miss Marvel number one came out in 2014 and began the no normal storyline, which stretched out over five issues We're first introduced to Kamala Khan, a young Pakistani Muslim girl in Jersey City who has a quirky family, has great friends, and wants more than anything to go to a high school party. And so she, like any teenager that's told no, sneaks out of the house. She ends up down at the party right as the Terrigen Mist bomb goes off. So... If you don't know what the Terrigen Mist Bomb is, in the pages of Infinity, which was this whole Marvel event, right, Black Bolt, the Inhuman King, blew up their city, Nuitilin, to release all the Terrigen Mist, the thing that gives Inhumans their powers, across the whole world. Because you used to have to go over to the Inhumans and sign up, be like, I'd like superpowers, and they're like, here's a little funky fog. And you would be like, I now have super strength. And they were like, wonderful. Welcome to fascism. But then he, Black Bolt, the king was like, what if we just blow up and all the fog covers the whole earth and everybody that's got the genes that would be activated by that are activated. And so there was this huge boom in the inhuman population and surprise, Kamala Khan has inhuman DNA inside of her. So when that mist hits, she ends up in this gross little egg, having a vision of Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Captain America coming to her like, behold, I am Captain Marvel, and I would like you (laughs) to be a superhero. (laughs) Kamala's like,
0: what?
1: (laughs) And she's like, yes, I am Space Blonde, and you too can be space blonde and so kamala she busts out of this funky little egg and she's a white lady
0: she is it's crazy
1: she looks like what she's like oh (laughs) (laughs) who the? what's it (laughs) this is not how puberty works i look like miss i look like carol danvers miss marvel
0: Her sneaking back into her own home as Carol Danvers and then screeching at her brother. It's me! It's me! I'm not who you think I am! And he's like, WTF, girlfriend? Literally is. What are you talking about?
1: He's like, why are you wearing that homeless man's hoodie? And she's (laughs) like, it's
0: (laughs) been a night!
1: (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. So, though, before all that happens, as... Miss Marvel, she sees a like a frenemy, like a popular girl from school who is fake nice to her uh, fall into the river and start to drown because she's drunk. And so in a split second decision, Kamala Khan decides that it is her responsibility to go and save Zoe. So she reaches in, pulls her up out of the river and we're off to the races. For the rest of this arc, we follow Kamala Khan as she figures out what it means to have superpowers, sneaks around her family to have a secret identity, which secret identities rule. I love secret identities. They're so fun.
0: They're such a good trope. They're so good.
1: And she ends up getting tied up in Bruno and Bruno's brother's drama as Bruno's brother has joined a gang. A robo cult. A robocult being run by a parakeet-headed man named Mr. Edison the Inventor. And so, Miss Marvel, along the way, decides, I don't have to look like Carol Danvers to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. I can be myself. And I think I should just do that. And so, her and Bruno make her suit and save Bruno's brother Mm -hmm. from the clutches of the Inventor before... The cliffhanger of this volume is the inventor's like, I'm about to mess up that little girl. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun! There it is. That's what happened in this volume.
0: And then we meet Wolverine.
1: And, <laughs> and then I told Alexis to read one extra issue on accident. And she oh. meets Wolverine.
0: <laughs> oh. I wondered why the art changed, <laughs> You're like, huh? Okay. This is pretty crazy. This did you make see, me no sense.
1: Did, I can't remember. Is issue six where Miss Marvel has to carry Wolverine though? And she's like, yeah, she's, uh! like
0: she's like, you weigh so much. And he goes, I'm literally made out of metal. And she goes, Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then she like, drops him on his ass, and he says, Oh, I'm actually hurt. And she goes, No, you're not. And he goes, No, I really am. I don't have healing powders anymore. And she goes, Oh, oops days, Daisy.
1: <laughs> I love when she's like, You were my first one that I wanted to team up with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, yes! she's such a teenager and I love it.
1: She is. She's like, The word relatable just keeps yeah, coming back. It's just to the so surface.
0: funny. Also, side note I don't know if anybody's ever played the game Marvel's Avengers. It's a weird game, but it's actually very fun. But she's the main character in that entire game. And Heck yeah. So you play as her for, like, majority of it, and they got it pretty good. Now that I read this comic, yeah, pretty good. A little different, her origin, but for the most part, the same. It's so funny to me, that game,
1: the TV show, everybody wants to tweak Miss Marvel's origin. Yeah. Her origin
0: whips. Well, basically, she just is at a different place when the mist
1: When the mist hits. Yeah.
0: She's at, like, an Avengers... Event with all the
1: people. all the other nerds. Yeah. Um I don't know. I love just the the call to action to save someone that we saw is not particularly nice to her at the mm-hmm. beginning of the issue. And I think the thesis statement of this volume is the moment when Kamala is making her suit and it says, good is not something you are, it's something you do. Mm-hmm. And That I like that better than great power, great responsibility, frankly. I think that is the greatest superhero mantra ever put to page. And G. Willow Wilson is a genius for that. And Miss Marvel does such a good job of demonstrating that in action. She's not a superhero because her uncle died. She's not a superhero because she feels like she has to avenge her parents' death. She's not... She's a fun twist on the superhero paradigm because she's not born out of tragedy. She's born out of a genuine desire just to do good. Mm -hmm. She wants to be and do good because of how she was raised. And I love that. I love that because she came from a family and a community that wants to do good. She knew that when she got these powers, she just also wanted to do good. And I, I just love that about her. I love that she gets into trouble because She wants to do the right thing.
0: Also, one of my favorite parts, like, to follow that up, is when she has to go to, and I'm not, I don't 100% remember his name, so I feel bad, but, like, basically their church leader, their religion leader, um, and she, like, has to basically go have, like, an, an interview with him. I just keep having flashbacks to bishop interviews like get your ass in there you're in trouble because i for sure also had those um and he basically was like it's okay if you're doing good things then i don't know why you're here and she was like wait what what i thought i I was gonna get my ass handed to me
1: (laughs) i love the line from him where he's like you've been coming here since you were a little girl if you don't know how to avoid bad boys and alcohol i should be fired
0: yeah yeah, he's like, I've worked here for 20 years. If nobody knows how to avoid boys and alcohol, I should be fired.
1: <laughs> I love it. I I love being consistently surprised by just the people that are proud of Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Right? Because superhero comics usually tell you the character is going to get in trouble for being good. And we just keep seeing this community that is proud of her for being good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's just awesome
0: yeah because she just has so many good adults around her because she's definitely a character that you can tell has learned from action, if that makes sense. She's seen it done before her in her family and in her peers and in her um church leaders, her church peers. And it's just it's just a beautiful thing. It's like that one of the most basic thoughts out there, like you're going to do what you're raised in for the most part. You know, you're know, you going to want to model yourself after people that you admire. So to have so many good people in her life is really awesome for a comic. Because like well, like you said earlier, her upbringing is not tragic. It's actually quite beautiful. Like, She has a really good upbringing and she has a lot of people that care about her and a really good family and good parents that care about her. So I think that that's a really charming story to start off with. You just,
1: the way I can describe it is you feel like you're made a part of the family so fast Mm -hmm. in this comic. You feel like that door is whipped open and you're also being given the cup of chai and having your hair pet while you're sitting there.
0: I wish that I could drink chai and have my hair pet. That would be the best day of my life.
1: That's, honestly, that might be what I'm doing with the rest of my day. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see.
0: I do I do have to honorably mention that I accidentally got our younger sister addicted to Starbucks chai. She is 13 and cannot drive, so it's all of a sudden my mother's problem, so I apologize through the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that stuff is good.
0: It is delicious.
1: Um, so I, I kind of want to pick your brain. Do you, for anyone that may be new to the podcast or, I don't know, I feel like we talk about this all the time, Alexis and I grew up in a conservative religious household but like not a very strict one just kind of like a like. it honestly feels (laughs) yeah like it honestly feels a lot like this comic to me where like sometimes it's like a very big deal that you need to be living and being a certain way and other times it does not seem to be that big of a deal and it's Mm kind of like this moving scale that really is just parents trying to make you their perception of morally good and
0: yeah and also like i feel like our parents and her parents realize that sometimes old religion doesn't work in real world if that makes sense like sometimes things should be open to negotiation and a new understanding because of where your life is now and what you're doing now in the real world i feel like that was like pretty heavy with her parents too. Cause they're like, yes, we are religious. Yes. We have these values, hopes, dreams, fears, and everything. But also like, don't be like your older brother. <laughs> 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 your older brother's crazy. <laughs> um,
1: and I, I don't know. I also, I really like the depiction of varied degrees of religiosity in the family because mm-hmm as well like my experience is there no group is a monolith so for anyone that is unfamiliar we we grew up as members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints uh the mormons Mormons. and every member of our family has a different relationship with that right like i honestly i kind of relate to the older brother it's something that i i like this religion i like studying this religion i like being an uppity asshole um (laughs) I feel like our parents are pretty medium, kind of like her parents, and I feel like the younger siblings are a little like Kamala, like, I do not want to go. But like, I don't know, I don't sense like animosity. No. Um I don't Do you feel like looking at this young girl being raised in a religious conservative household, did you relate to that? Did you see little tidbits? You're like, Oh, she just like me for real?
0: Um Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, oftentimes, like, our youth activities were used as, like, a punishment for me when I did something wrong. It's like, well, now you have to go to Young Women's, you little dirty, rotten bitch. I'd be like, fine, walk myself to the church. And they were never terrible. I had a good time when I was there for the most part because we had really fun um, female leaders in the church. Specifically, I had one (laughs) – I have so many stories of my religious upbringing, (laughs) and one time specifically, for those who don't know about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have something called Girls Camp. (laughs) There's a whole movie about it. Quite a good movie, actually. Kind of wholesome, but uh, it's a whole week where we just get shipped off into the woods as little girls, basically, from 12 to 18. And one year when I was feeling spicy at the age of 17, um, I had one leader who was like also a little bit spicy. Like she was like borderline in the church at borderline. I'm not in the church. So she got put in the young women's to like hang out with all of us because she was fun. And I remember she brought Cosmopolitan magazines to girls Mm -hmm. camp. It's the best girls camp of my entire life because we just sat by the fire and looked at Cosmos and drank Diet Coke. As a, a Mormon woman and her diet coke, she likes it more than her children. I will tell you that. Ask our own mother. <laughs> <laughs> I will say diet coke is kind of delicious, so I'll keep my mouth shut. Don't know what happened. Don't know what chemical changed in my mind recently, but diet coke. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like maybe if I was to read more of it, more things would hit me. If that makes sense, I feel like I just kind of got a little dip, dipped a little toe into this, but it's very similar. I mean, it's very similar. We, I feel like it's just like you're held to a specific standard by your own family because of those religious backgrounds, if that makes sense. And sometimes those suck really hard. Really, they really suck ass. So it's kind of hard to navigate and have a a good old little time and go to your your block party in the park when your parents are like no boys are bad get out of here so i don't know i relate to that but you look like you have something to say
1: um the line that really stuck out to me was kamala's like i'm always just going to be the girl with the weird religion and the weird diet right and yeah. mm-hmm. That's something I didn't feel a lot until I moved to New York. Um again, for anyone that doesn't know, um Mormons, much like uh people of Jewish faith and Muslim faith, we have a dietary code. Like things we're not no supposed. Coffee. No coffee, no I don't need to get into all of it. But there, there are very real times living in New York that I, I can see how weird i am to the people around me because i have to be like no i i can't have that and much like kamala likes the smell of a blt i like (laughs) the smell of coffee i i sit by the coffee machine at work and i watch them all get their coffee every morning and they all forget like once a week they're like you want me to make you one i'm like i so i have to bring it up all the time like no i i don't drink it no and they're like oh yeah that's so weird (laughs) that's so weird I don't even know how you do that, and then they wander away, and it's that
0: they line don't just drink Diet Coke.
1: Yeah, that that line just it really hit me. It's something that I've been wrestling with a lot lately. Has just been feeling like I'm too Mormon to live in New York City, but I'm like not Mormon enough to like live in Utah if that makes sense and it just yes. feels it just feels like you're always walking this tightrope of that's tied up in your own feelings about like moral rightness and so i i really like Kamala Khan because you can see that while those feelings are complicated the feelings of what it means to be a good person are not complicated to her and she mm-hmm. finds a way to feel fulfilled and i'm so enamored with the idea of these members of her religious community that recognize that and just applaud that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, I don't care that you're doing good that way. You have to do good this way, which I think can be a religious experience, but the times in my life that I have felt the most inspired by my upbringing instead of frustrated with my upbringing have been times that family members or leaders leadership in the church I feel like I've had a conversation like Kamala's where it's like if I didn't teach you how to be good by now I should lose my job just go be good and like I I hold on to those conversations so I just I don't know I I realize I am not a, a Muslim girl from a Pakistani background but like I I felt seen by Kamala Khan mm-hmm. and her specific religious intersection in the modern world and I think that's that's kind of the magic of Kamala Khan right she there are all these people that talk all the time about like how they can't I can't see myself on the screen anymore it's not a white man up there and I'm like you're just stupid then because like the more diverse a cast is the more experience you put up on the screen the more likely you are to see a specific intersection with yourself you know like Matt Murdock famously is is a Catholic person and I have never related to his relationship with Christianity on the page, but I very much related as a a Mormon to Kamala Khan's experience with religion. I was like, oh, that's closer to how I feel than what Matt Murdock's doing. And like on paper, I don't think people would think that. You know, I didn't before I started reading it.
0: That is true. I remember one time I had a client who was very, very Catholic. And just hearing her talk, I was like, I, like, it just didn't make sense to me because I was like, we do, we do get lumped together quite often in the religion. Yeah. So, like, in the religion book of everything, we're t- on paper quite close to each other. But wow, this is very different. It's just a very different world. And she also said it's a very different world to live here and be Catholic and versus living anywhere else and being Catholic. I was like, well, that makes sense. I don't blame you. But
1: yeah. Well, moving away from our us back to the comic book, uh, what did you think of the art style in these first five issues?
0: It was so fun. I do, since you accidentally did have me read the sixth one where the art changes, I kind of miss. The original art, if that makes sense. I like the way that it looks. Um, It's very, it's very pretty, very clean, pretty. Everyone has very distinct looks to them. It's not super, I feel like the sixth issue was kind of like really struck me as like cartoony, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really love it. I mean, it's still cute and good art. And I I thought it was fun. And Wolverine looked kind of funny in the like overly cartoony look. But I liked how it started out. I loved the different colors and how strongly they were used to push the story along. And I don't know. I think I pre- I I've preferred the first five issues art versus the sixth different, the shift, the shift in the art of the sixth issue that I read.
1: I think you're spot on in every character has their own distinct look. Like yeah. the character designs and the line work make these iconic silhouettes yeah right like you see the dad from behind you're still gonna know it's the dad because of how his head is shaped (laughs) or (laughs) like you see kamala talking something that frustrates me a ton in comics is when you see just like a sea of people not in their costume and they all kind of look the same,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like Johnny storm, Iceman and captain America are all talking to each other. And it's just three blonde white dudes <laughs> sitting there like, hello, 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 hello.
0: I never thought about that.
1: And like, <laughs> They all look the same. They're all the same face. They got the same damn face. And so it's fun. This artist makes every single person look like a human being that I can recognize in or out of costume. And it's just really refreshing. Um, A little detail that I really love. The panels are hand drawn without a ruler. They have like a little bit of a wave to them where a lot of people ruler in their panels and it, it makes this feel homemade in a cool way. It, it just feels more tactile somehow because of the thin lines from the pencil Just right there in that very small detail I feel like changes the feel of the book.
0: It feels – I feel like it adds to the feel of adolescence in the story. Like I I know you've already mentioned it, but even on my own thought, I was like this is so much like Spider-Man. Like this is so crazy. And I'm kind of mad you beat me to that punch. But I realized that and I was like, see, Spider-Man can be good. It just can't be (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: I'm so excited to make you read <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man because no. you will love it. You will love it. Whoa. Ultimate Spider-Man will convert you because it's Teenage Spider-Man. It's like Peter Parker. It's Teenage Spider-Man. T- romance, drama, sassafras. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel like this comic takes a lot from Ultimate Spider-Man's approach, okay. where Kamala is. M- More interesting than Miss Marvel is. Mm -hmm. And you use Miss Marvel as the crescendo to whatever Kamala is doing, right? Mm -hmm. Like Kamala is battling with not looking like Zoe or what the popular girls look like. And so her powers manifest and she becomes the most beautiful version of what she thinks will be acceptable. As the female standard of beauty. And, but then the big like push from Miss Marvel as the crescendo is she can't use her healing powers when she's using her powers to look like Captain Marvel. And so she has to come to terms with her face is okay to be the superhero face, you know? And ultimately, that's a Kamala issue that the Miss Marvel storyline lets us sort out. Mm hmm. And that balance, when that balance is hit with Spider-Man, with Miss Marvel, with really any superhero, that's when it really starts to get magic. Because ultimately you and I are never going to have superpowers. We're never going to fight a parakeet-headed bad guy (laughs) who makes little robots. But we will have issues of body image. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And reading about that is infinitely more compelling to me Mm
0: -hmm. it's true i mean once again i hate to sound like a broken record but it's just it's relatable that's like the word of the podcast if i could make a word of the day that's it relatable it's everybody can feel seen in this book it's just something that everybody can find a bit a, a bit or a piece of themselves in and you just need to look past the end of your nose to find it everyone so i think it's it's a very charming book it's very sweet it was a really quick quick read for the first couple of issues so i'm i'm pretty pleased with it i'm glad that we we were able to to do a little episode this morning on it
1: yeah um so before we get into sort of the, the latter half of our conversation, we're going to take a little break for an ad. It's an ad. That was an ad. <laughs> uh, folks here in the back half, we like to get a little loosey goose here. All right. As if we
0: part weren't part already.
1: Part. Yeah. That tight ship that you had there at the beginning. It's over. This God. is what to shoot the shit
0: um if you
1: have found us through tiktok please tell me i have been working so hard tell
0: us us has suddenly become a tiktok pro overnight and it actually makes me giggle
1: i have been having so much fun on tiktok (laughs) and we've been having mr i don't
0: i don't know how to make tiktoks i don't want to do it no not me my yeah, t- I I
1: was nervous about it, and so if any of that success on that has translated into you sitting here listening to this episode, please tell me. Like, <laughs> I'm my Twitter is at the end of this, or just comment on a video on TikTok, or leave us a five star review with a even better. Uh, with the I found written you from part, TikTok. I found you from TikTok. It would make my whole year. That would like Eid Mubarak. It was just Eid a couple of days ago, and that would be. Such a blessing to me. <laughs> um, yeah. If you don't know, you if you listen to this and Inverse don't know, we have a TikTok. We have a TikTok, and I think it's pretty good. It is pretty fun. Yeah. I'm not Let's very good about about at it
0: comments. yet, but I'm trying. I bit off a little more than I could chew at the beginning, and now I'm trying to figure it out.
1: <laughs> I believe in you. Um, secondly, we... Wanted to talk a little bit about the Miss Marvel TV show. Mm-hmm. So, full disclosure, neither one of us has watched it. But in the age I of the internet. In the age of the internet, that does not disqualify us from having an opinion. It's true. It's
0: true. We do know a lot more than we should.
1: Um, I honestly I've heard it's pretty cute and like yeah. a lot of people like it. They're is some controversy around the fact that they changed Kamala's powers in the show. They took her embiggening, and they turned it into, like, embiggening sparkle fists. And there's been a lot of discourse around this, but I maybe, Alexis, do you want to talk about why you like Kamala's power? As, like, a metaphor, just visually? Like, what is it about it that you feel is worth doing correctly.
0: Well, I mean, kind of like what I said in the beginning, It, it's her awkward teenage body. Like it's just like kind of piggybacking off that familiar trope of being a teenager. Like she's supposed to be weird. She's supposed to be uncoordinated. She's kind of a little all over the place and she's stretched thin as a teenager. And I feel like that's the whole freaking point. Of being able, like being able to shrink down in size and hide, like that's a real thing that I feel like a lot of teenage girls and boys would like to do. Like you can, like just shrink down in on yourself, or be loud and proud and out there and and big in. like it. Just is such a a deep part of her story and. I just feel like it was so weird that they changed it. I mean, obviously, none of us give a shit if freaking Mr. Fantastic is ever in the MCU. So punt John Krasinski out of there and let us have our Kamala, please and thanks. Please and thanks. If we have to pick one, we'll pick this one. Not the blue one. Cool. But yeah, like I just feel like it's like that. They, she obviously was created that way for a reason. So why why in the world would you change her?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely like this power set best. I, mm-hmm. I like Kamala as she is. I like that her power is a little gross. I like that it serves as a metaphor. Um, and I, I don't know how it would translate into live action, but I do know that it is pretty visually stunning in comic books. Yeah. Like, I One of my favorites is when they're doing like the power testing montage and she grows real tall, which is like her regular size body still, but with just like eons long legs <laughs> with these little tiny feet so that she goes faster. But she she's like, she's like, did I go faster? And he's like, technically, no, you just took bigger strides. But it did take 17 less seconds to get around. She's like,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> she's just so fun. Honestly. I I love that she's quirky, I love that she's funny, and I like how imaginative they are with how she uses her powers. Yeah. Like when she morphed into the mannequin to scare Homeboy Bruno cracked me up.
0: That was that was very funny.
1: Um, do you have a favorite supporting character from
0: the comic? Um, I love I love Bruno. I feel like Bruno is one of the most I mean supporting. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most supportive in the entire story. He's trying his best. Um, I mean, he does feel obligated after his son of a bitch little brother shot her. So don't blame him for that one. Um, Yeah, I feel like he kind of brings out a fun side in Kamala. And I feel like he also really cares about her and wants what's best for her, too. I mean, we do see that in the beginning where he calls and tattles to her parents of like I'm worried about her she's out here doing this she shouldn't be like I just don't want anything bad to happen to her and you can tell that he genuinely really does care about her as a friend um, so I think he's my favorite I do want to see more of him I hope I do
1: he's definitely a main character love it <laughs> you will see a lot of him Um, I'm a big fan of her parents honestly yeah,
0: I do I think- her mom at the very beginning making fun of her fanfic
1: hmm.
0: how she said that i just like it was so funny the way they wrote it i like instantly in my mind had her accent and i was like this is wonderful this is the best thing it's ever i've ever read in my entire life fanfic
1: oh it's so good it's so good i love the distinct personalities of her mom and dad i love their different relationships with kamala i love that they feel like parents like they don't feel like these wizened perfect people but they also don't feel like oh you're the worst and you'll never understand me like I get I understand them I I get where they're coming from but I also can see why Kamala feels frustrated it feels so honest to what it's like to have a parent child relationship and honestly we don't have that a ton in comics because like Aunt May is one million and always dying (laughs) And Peter Parker's like, my aunt, she's so frail. And Bruce Wayne is like,
0: I'm me. my parents are dead. He loves to ignore Alfred. Poor guy.
1: Alfred, you're not my dad. I have to go stand in the rain. And Superman, his parents are like, we're your adopted parents and we love you, but we're only going to be in the story. Sometimes like, <laughs> We don't, we don't get this as much as you might think that we would. And so it's just really fresh to see a teenager and their parents butting heads. I don't know. I just, I love it. I love Kamala's home.
0: Yeah, they feel very real. And I do.
1: There's this moment in issue 35 or issue 38 with her mom. Teardrops on my guitar.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Jerk. It's so good. It's so good. I do love, I do love her mom. I also understand that relationship quite well.
1: It just, yeah. I know we sound like broken records, but relatable and just real is how this comic feels. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody that's why, should read this comic. Yeah. I really think this is one of the best comics Marvel ever published. And it's a great first comic. Like if you want to know what superheroes are like and you're worried about it all, start with Miss Marvel you will not have yeah it's 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 a great one it's not one that expects you to know anything going in it's modern and fun and I just it just feels timeless I really really want a nice omnibus of this run (laughs)
0: look at you and your omnibus you're going to be making Uh, furniture out of these books
1: the omnibuses
0: the Good morning.
1: <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts about Miss Kamala Khan?
0: Miss Kamala Khan. Very, very fun. Very cute. I love her little burkini suit and how it melts in the water. I think That's hilarious because it's definitely still a swimsuit. Um, but I just think that she's so funny. Like she has so many quips and just like funny little things that she does. That I'm like, this girl is a child. But a child that means well. Can we
1: acknowledge her bedhead when she's eating breakfast that one morning?
0: Yes. She, she looks like a ragamuffin.
1: She is an icon. She looks so little too, because i she like
0: is. I'm reading, She is. Every time she's next to Abu, I'm like, oh, you're small. You're a little girl.
1: I am reading I've read all of the Miss Marvel comics and she's grown up since yeah. this. And she's like, she's still a teenager, but now I would say she's more like seventeen-ish.
0: 17 going on 18
1: maybe like 16 going on 17 but here she feels like 14 15 years old like they Mm -hmm. don't tell you what she is but like she's a little girl yeah and it's just she's endlessly charming i i love miss marvel i hope that the people who watched and loved the show check out the comics and then Mm -hmm. check check out this podcast the comics collective
0: they're so fun
1: we're wonderful
0: normally we have questions so we didn't tell anybody we're reading this book
1: no this was a surprise episode
0: so glenn's gonna kill us
1: (laughs) glenn is gonna kill us but yeah if you want to be a part of this show you can always write in and ask us questions this is the slot where usually that would go but
0: just tell us that you like us you don't always have to ask a question Tell us that we're pretty. Yeah. Even though you well, actually, you do know what we look like now if you follow our TikTok, dummies. dummies. That,
1: that's true. Um, do we want to give people a little bit of a preview of the next couple weeks? Because <sighs> yeah. July been July been choppy. And, July has uh, been
0: ass. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> I am getting a new job, and so my schedule has been absolute shit. So forgive us.
1: It's been a little crazy. Yeah. So we will be talking with Jeff Smith in the near future about his comic book, Tukey, that is currently being rescheduled. There's some stuff going on in Jeff's life, but we're going to talk with him soon. and It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, when you're listening to this, the next week, no episode. We are taking a week off. To prepare for our, drumroll please, Sandman extravaganza, Uh, we will be returning August 3rd to discuss the entirety of Sandman with returning guest, Matt Draper.
0: Ooh, Goodness, Matt's going to get a lot of our attention for the next little while. What are you talking about?
1: Matt's just doing Sandman, and then Evan's the one doing Invincible.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry, Matt and Evan. I mixed up the lines. Don't scream at me. Crazy I don't get paid girl. to be here.
1: Crazy <laughs> girl. And if you're like, where the hell is that Invincible episode I was promised in July? I it was a casualty of the crazy schedule, and we will be starting that up in August. Yeah. So you've got some time to get on Invincible. It's going to be fun. But yeah, yeah, we this will be our last episode for July. We will be back on August third with big old episode about sandman we will make up for it we're eating 75 issues it's gonna be long like you can wait and it's gonna be good so do we want to do our end credits
0: absolutely everyone all right if you like our show and want to hear more from us throughout the week please go follow our twitter account at cmx collective oh what's our tiktok account dal
1: the comics collective All spelled out, all the letters.
0: There you go, everyone. Go follow us on TikTok. Leave comments. Be our friends. Um, Or you can find each of us at our personal Twitter accounts, at Dallas underscore comics, at Ann Comics. We love you, Ann, and we miss you. And at Lexi Liu underscore comics.
1: If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review, and we will read it off on the show when
0: we have one. Rude. You really always kind of catfish me with that, thinking that we have one, and then we don't ever, because nobody likes us.
1: you can feel the crushing defeat that I feel.
0: (laughs) Hey, at least everybody's liking your TikToks.
1: That's true. There have been some comments this morning that were like, Grant Morrison... It's the worst in the world. Because TikTok does not like Grant Morrison, which has been something I've had to navigate.
0: Hmm. Well, surprise. Um. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a villain. I'm a villain. Okay. And finally, feel free to email us with your questions or comments for the show at thecomicscollective at gmail.com. And we will see you guys in a few weeks with that Sandman episode with our lovely friend Matt
1: goodbye you little beautifuls hope you like this, goodbye